dealt last Sunday morning, this Sunday morning, some last Sunday night, and again this Sunday night. We talked about the spirit of lies. I'm thankful tonight that we have the spirit of truth. I want to look tonight at John chapter 8. John chapter 8. I'm thankful, I can say, there is. We do live in a spiritual world and under spiritual attack where the spirits of the age are coming against us, but I'm thankful always that there is a remedy. I'm thankful. Aren't you thankful when there's a remedy? When I'm not feeling well and I go to the doctor, I'm thankful that there's a remedy. We went through two and a half years of craziness and still feeling the effect of it today because there was no remedy. But for the great problem of the, of, of the human condition, which is sin, that comes through a liar, there is a remedy. There's a remedy. I'm struck by the spirit of truth. I think sometimes we lose sight of the spirit of truth and who truth is. I talk about it often, but we're going to look at some, I want you to see some things tonight because you, in order to, to drive out the spirits that come against us, you have to have what's true. If we wanted to talk in, 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 in terms of comparison, what, if, the, if, if sin is the disease, <laughs> then the prescription it's Jesus Christ, the truth. And it doesn't just treat symptoms. It is the cure. And I'm thankful. But there's things we have to understand about truth, especially in today's world. You know it. I don't have to explain it, although I will. You hear a lot about your truth. Often, I'll hear in a conversation, especially with someone that doesn't believe, doesn't like what we stand for, doesn't like what the Word of God says, they're often their reply is, well, that is your truth. There's no such thing as your truth and my truth. There's only the truth. And in First John chapter two, Jesus or John is the the apostle John. John the beloved is writing his his letters, and he's writing to the believers. And he said he makes a statement. He said, "I don't write you. I'm not saying these things to you because you don't know what's true." He said, "I write to you because you know." what's true 
It's a warning. And he makes an interesting statement. I'm just going to turn there because I want to get it just right. First John chapter 2. You can, they'll put it on the screen. He said in verse 21, he says, I have not written you because you know not the truth. That's not why I'm writing, because you don't know what's true. But because you know it. Now listen. Important. And that no lie is of the truth. Isn't that an interesting statement? Have not written you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. And that no lie is of the truth. So there's not a, 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 a mostly true, partially true, kind of true, or a partial lie. In this thing, in, with, with the Word of God and the, and the, and the way that he's, the, what He's given us to live, there's only truth. It's not subjective. It's not uh, interpretive. It's simply true. Now, there's a reason we got to say that because we, we, we think... When, there, when there's disagreements that come up or when there's things that come up that we don't like, sometimes that's it. Sometimes it's just a church fight. How many of you have ever heard of a good old-fashioned church fight? Most of the time, internal church fights are over the drapes. The carpet. The temperature. The volume. The color. None of those things matter. But when we get into the things where the creep, the drip of time can, can change what is true one inch, one drip, one moment at a time. How many of you followed that? If you ask how we got in the place we're in as a nation, how would we, how would we describe that? One step at a time. How do we get off base, so far off base as the, as the body of Christ? By accepting one error, one falsehood, one little bitty thing at a time. It's why Paul described it as leaven. If you've ever baked anything from scratch, then you know how little yeast it takes in the recipe to cause the reaction 
with the whole thing. How false does it have to be to be a lie? Just a little. There is no lie that's of the truth. Let me pull my brains out and read you the same verse from the Amplified Version. Actually, the Amp C, because they revised it again. And I still like the original. Don't you hate it when they dumb things down? I write to you not because you are ignorant and do not perceive and know the truth, capital T, but because you do not, but, but, and, but because you do perceive and know it and know positively that nothing, listen, that nothing false, no deception, no lie, is of the truth. You will never get anything false out of Jesus Christ. You will never get anything wrong out of the spirit of truth. The word of God will never bring you a deception. It will never lead you astray. It will never steer you wrong. Never, ever, ever. And truth has to be guarded. This is, this, is, this, is, this is the extra addition for what happens on Sunday morning. This is where you learn the depth of, what, of, of when you're in a spiritual war, what you've got to know, what will equip you greater than just the highlights. You have, to, you have to get it in your mind. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your inner being all the way through and through that you have to guard what is true with everything that you have. There's no little white lie concerning the things that are spiritual. In John chapter 8, Jesus begins to address his favorite people. Pharisees. The religious establishment. They had drifted a hundred miles even from the law by now. A thousand miles, even from the law. They added laws to the laws that they added to the laws. It's true. They were to the point where you couldn't move a chair across the dirt floor on the Sabbath day lest you be plowing the ground. Woman that couldn't part her hair on the Sabbath day. They laws on top of laws on top of laws that God never said. 
in a mess. To the point that when Jesus heals a man on the Sabbath day, they're plotting to kill him. How'd they get there? One lie at a time. The truth has to be guarded. The church world today worries about liberalism or, or legalism. I talk about it often. I can tell you without question that, liberal, or that legalism is not the problem in the church today. Legalism's not the problem. Liberalism, yes, taking away from what God has said. See, that's the absence of truth. Hello? I told you this morning, I'm telling you, I, somebody's going to get hold of, 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 of what has been, what I told you this morning that the Spirit spoke to my heart that I will never forget. And I, I put it in the context of parents and children, but it, it can be anybody. They, they, said, they said, your children are not always going to do, are not going to, your children are not always going to believe what you tell them. They don't believe every word you've said. See, that's positive truth. You understand? You've said it. You've told them. You've put it in front of them. You've given them what they need. You've, you've spoken it. That, that's, that's, that's overt. Yes? They're not always going to believe it. But they will believe everything that you've never said. They're not going to believe everything you've told them. They're going to believe everything you didn't tell them. That's the omission of truth. What you're not willing to say. What does that mean? It could mean, often does mean, because you didn't say anything, that's permission. And they believe you. It could be that you were the only voice in their life that could have spoken and given them the word of God on any particular thing. And because it was tough, because society doesn't like it, because it might, it might cost them a friend, because it might cost them popularity, that you just let it slide because after all, it's not that big a deal. I didn't say anything. Guess what? They believed you. See, I remember a time when everything, everything was wrong. Every, if you smiled, it was sin. That was a lie. And it done a lot of damage. Can we admit that that done a lot of damage? Can we admit that? Because I see people get church hurt 
and religion hurt and and they and under thumbs and 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 they get leave and we know the proverbial going wild when they let everybody that that was raised that way didn't go wild because a lot of people was raised in a loving environment that they, that the rules were and and the things that they applied to God were with the best of intentions they weren't trying to tie people down they were trying to get people to heaven but then there was mean-spirited people But I can tell you, somebody needs to hear. Somebody's going to watch. Somebody in this room needs to hear it. Somebody's children in this room needs to hear it. Somebody's grandchildren in the room needs to hear it. God, God never hurt you. God didn't do that to you. Some long-faced prude that's been sucking on green persimmons did that to you. Because, see, there's no lie that's of the truth. God's never done you anything but good. He's never done me anything but good. Religion is death. Jesus is life. See, uh, uh, there are things I'm telling you and I'm teaching, and this, this, is, this is a little higher grass, I understand. It's a, it's, it's a little less shouting, a little more listening. But it's the unsaid. Somebody needs to say something to somebody. Listen, God didn't do that to you. Because if you don't, they continue to believe a lie. You gotta know who God is. That's truth. Y'all got that calf looking at a new gate look. It's important, what I'm telling you is important. Let me say it a different way. The hour's late. The shadows are getting long. We gotta work while it's day, the word says. And the hour's late. And there's no better time than now to, dis to disperse with the lies and apply the truth. God did not do that to you. You believed a lie. If I'm, if mom and dad, if you did it, if you were the perpetrator, it'd be a good time to say, son, daughter, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong, but God didn't do that to you. God didn't cause that. He said an earthly father knows how to give good gifts. He said what? If, I, if you ask for bread, would I give you a stone? 
But if you ask for an egg, would I, would, I, would I give you a scorpion? Would I give you a serpent? No. It said if you being earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly father know? He says, your father knows what you have need of. He's good. There, here's the truth. Here's what someone needs to hear. Because there's no lie that said the truth. He's, the, he's not 99% good. He is all good. All the time. He's all good. All the time. People are mean. Because they operate in a spirit that's not his. Hear me. A religious spirit is not the Holy Spirit. The <laughs> Y'all ain't going to believe this. The same religious spirit... that comes into churches in America and wears a pious hat or has all of the religion figured out the same, that has all the trappings of holiness that will cut you apart with their tongue it's the same that's not the Holy Spirit it doesn't matter if it carries an AG credential. It doesn't matter if their, if their hair has never touched their collar, if they're a man, or if it's never seen a pair of scissors, if they're a woman. It doesn't matter if they painted it or washed it off. It doesn't matter if they pierced it or they didn't pierce it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that the, if, if, they, if they are representing who he is, it's a lie and it's a religious spirit. And you're not going to believe I'm going to say it, but the same religious spirit. See, because it, it really doesn't matter if a religious spirit cuts your head off in a Muslim country. Or if it causes Sister Papufni to cut you so deep that you walk out and blame it on God. It's the same deadly religious spirit in both. They do not have to wield an Islamic sword and take your head off of your shoulders to kill you just as dead. It's the same religious spirit. And it's a lie. A Christian lie is no different than a Muslim lie. A Pentecostal, somebody shout. Religious lying spirit is no different than a Sunni 
spirit. Or Ashiat, spirit. That will kill you in the name of Allah. I'll remind you, in case you think that was extreme, that the very ones that Jesus is about to address in John chapter 8, yes, I'm going to read it in just a second, are the same people that took the truth and hung him on a cross. A religious lying spirit is the same no matter what sect, no matter what religion, no matter what denomination, no matter how, if you dress it in a turban, in a hijab, or a cheap foot tall wig with too much aquanet. It's the same. It's mean and it's deadly. Lest y'all think, hey, that's just the easiest thing to point out because there, there's a lot of, I ain't gonna say it that way. There's a lot of authoritarian abusers in pulpits that called themselves men of God too. There's no lie. That's not the truth. See, lying spirits have their way real simply. There's an absence of truth and you believe a lie. It's not profound. It's just how it happens. And you can preach a lie for a long time and it's still a lie. In the political world, they'll tell you if you repeat it often enough, that it'll eventually, people will eventually believe it. Do you know that? Do you know that? They can, they can tell you and repeat, you didn't hear me say that, and I didn't say that, and that's not what we meant, that's not what we're gonna do. And you've got the tape, you've got the evidence, and they can repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and the media is glad to do it, and they'll help you, they'll help you, they'll help you, and they know that after so long that most of the population will begin to repeat it. There's no lie without the truth. John chapter 8. Verse 18, I am Jesus speaking. I am one that bear witness of myself and the Father that sent me. He bears witness of me. And then they said, who's the they? Pharisees. They said, where's your father? Jesus answered, you neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. Those words spoke Jesus in the treasury and he taught in the temple and no man laid hands on him for the hour has not yet come. And then said Jesus again to them, I go my way and you seek 
and you shall seek me and, and shall die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. I just want you to see who he was talking to. I mean, he's in the temple and in the treasury. This is the, this is, this is the ones. I don't know if they'd move. So, I don't know if they'd move to Springfield yet or not. I wonder how I stay in trouble. <laughs> and then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from beneath. Oh my goodness, hold on just a second. I keep telling you that the Jesus, the, the Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, the, the Jesus is unrecognizable in the church world today. If he was coming today, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be celebrations and hosannas, it would be crucify him. Because we, the church, I'm talking about in the church because the church don't even know what he looks like. Because we're not supposed to say some things. We're not supposed to address some things. And Jesus, every time they talk to him in John chapter 8, he says, you're from beneath. I'm from above. <laughs> you are of this world. I'm not of this world. I said, therefore, to you that you shall die in your sins. Boy, he sure was judgy. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. And then they said to him, Who are you? And Jesus said to them, Even the same that I said to you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you. Oh, he's still judgy. But he, he that sent me is true. Hear what you're reading. Hear what you're reading. He that sent me has truth? No. He has your truth or my truth? He said, he that sent me is true. He didn't even call him truth because you know why? God is true. Jesus is the truth. I don't even think you caught it. He said, he that said, he's already told you that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He said, but the one who sent me is true. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. They agree. He that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I've heard of him. See, his father's true. He comes speaking what he's heard of him. What's he speaking? Truth. They can... They understood not that he spoke to them of the Father. And then Jesus said to them, verse 28, when you have lifted up, that's crucified, the Son of Man, then 
shall you know that I am he. And that I do nothing of myself. As my father has taught me, I speak these things. And then he sent me, and, the, and he sent that, and he that sent me is with me. The father is not, has not left me alone, for I do not always, for I do always those things that please him. And as he spoke these words, many believed on him. You know what happened? They heard the truth. And they believed. Oh, that it would be that simple. Heard what's true. You know, let me tell you something. They can't believe on him if they don't hear what's true. They will never believe. Church, hear me. You're the core group. You're the one that can handle being taught verse by verse. You're the one that, you're the mature ones that needs the word of God. They believed on him because, who, because they just heard, my father is true. And I don't do anything without him. I just bear witness to you what I've heard of him. And they believed. Then said Jesus to the Jews, which believed on him. He's talking to somebody different for a second. If you continue in my word, oh my goodness, there that is again. Man, that, I, I, just can't, I, can't pass it without, I can't pass it without saying something about it because I don't understand why people can't see it. And then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, if you continue, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. That's the truth. Hear me. That is the truth. If you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed. You have to walk with him. You have to walk in him. You have to continue. Don't shout me down. You have to continue. It's red and white because Jesus said it. How much more true can it get than for the truth to say it? There are those that believed on him. If you continue in my words, then you shall be my disciples indeed. Can anybody tell me that there's a statement in that statement that's not said out loud, but it's, that's there, that's equally as true as what was just said? Nobody's taught you, I've tried. When Jesus tells you something that, that's straightforward, that's straight. It's true. And I can take what's true and gain just as much from it. Oh, I don't think you understand, so I'll just read it to you this way. And then Jesus said to the Jews that believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, if you do not continue in my word, you're not my disciple. 
They're both in verse 31, and they're both true. I'm looking. Do you understand that both, that both statements are in the scripture? And they're both true. Because he's told you straight up, unequivocally, that if you continue in my word, you are my disciples. He didn't just say my disciples, you're my disciples indeed. And then, listen to, what, listen to what he drops on them. You're going to recognize it. To the Jews that believed on him, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Context, are you ready for it? Read it all together. Go back to 31. To the Jews that believed on him, if you continue in my word, you're then my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Question from my preacher hat or teacher hat. I got on my teacher hat. How do you know the truth, the truth that sets you free? In context, boy, everybody left. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I told you one time that I told my boss the truth, and three weeks later, he set me free. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what he's talking about. <laughs> Go to 31. If you continue in my word... Actually, we can leave out the clause and go straight to 31 because that's the qualifier. If you continue in my word, you shall know the truth. Because if you continue in your word, you're a disciple. If you continue in his word, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Why? Because thy word is truth. And they answered him, we be Abraham's seed. Oh, we're back to the Pharisees. Do you know we've changed people again? Let me tell you what, I'm going to tell you a religious lie right quick, then I'm going to wrap it up and we're going to pray because I'm not going to get all the way through. Are you understanding that there's no lie that's of the truth? Are you understanding that the way that you, that you become deceived, the way the spirit of a lie, a lying spirit gets into your life, is the absence of truth? A lying spirit is almost always what introduces other spirits. Because you've got to believe the lie first. Hello? Listen to this religious lie. Can I, well, let me ask you a question first. Do you remember the Exodus? 
Do you remember the Exodus? Do you remember the plagues? You know, well, back up. Do you remember Moses? He comes out of the wilderness. God speaks to him at the burning bush. He turns aside. He goes to speak to him. God says to him, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Why did he say that? Because the people were in bondage. They were slaves. They'd been in Egypt for hundreds of years as slaves to, the, to Egypt, to the Pharaoh. Hello? Remember the plague? He didn't do it. Hardened his heart. Go back. He hardened his heart. Go back. He didn't harden his heart. Nine plague. Plague, 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 plague. Nine plague. Last plague, God said, all right. I'm going to deliver you with my strong right arm. Told them how to do it, remember? And they left. He said, you're going to leave tonight. And they left. Why did they? Where did they what am I getting at? They were in bondage. Slaves to Egypt. Remember? You know, there was another time when the very same people were in bondage to Babylon. How many times were they in bondage? Anybody remember? Three? Three? Two, for sure. Three, I think. Doesn't matter. We got, we got the Exodus, Egypt. We got the Babylonian captivity where they, where they rebuilt the wall, where Nehemiah rebuilt the wall, where Zechariah got the, it's not by might, not by power. They rebuilt the temple, remember? They brought, and then they were brought back from the land of bondage from Babylon, 70 years. Now listen to, the, listen to this, listen to religion talking. You ready? But we're back to the Pharisees. And they said to Jesus, no, 33. And they answered him, we being Abraham's seed, his descendants, and we, have, we were never in bondage to any man. How say you that you shall be free? Did you hear that? They, they literally just said, we've never been in bondage to any man. When, the, when their whole story, their whole, their whole priesthood, their whole, their whole Passover, it was because they were in bondage. Religion will lie through its teeth and make you believe they have the way. But Jesus just said, if you believe on me, Continue in my word. You'll be my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever commits sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son were therefore make you free, oh, he's still talking about that. If the son would therefore make you free, what? You are free indeed. You are free indeed. If the Son therefore makes you free, then you are free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. I told you the religious spirits will kill you because my word has no place in you. When you begin to believe a, a, a religious lie, his word will quickly lose its place in you. 
I speak that which I have seen in my Father, and you do that which you have seen of your Father. Oh, somebody just do a Holy Ghost pass out. He just told them, I do what I've seen to my father, and you speak what you've heard of your father. And they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus, and Jesus says of them, if you were of Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. You can't get away from your fruit. Do you know you just can't get away from your fruit? You can't get away from your fruit. He said, by now you seek to kill me. A man that has told you the truth, which I've heard of God, this did not Abraham. You did your deeds of your father. Uh-oh, he's at it again. Again, he sure is judging. And then they said to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. And Jesus said to them, if God were your father, oh, he said, if. If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from, my, from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you, can't, because you cannot hear my word. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you cannot hear my word. You are, you, <laughs> you are of your father, the devil. And the lust or the desires of your father, you will do. I'm closing. Promise. We've been talking about spirit of the, the a lying spirit for two weeks. Yes. Hear me. You're of your father, the devil. The desires of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. I told you a while ago that a religious spirit will kill you one way or the other. You didn't believe me, but now Jesus is saying it. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not. Remain not in truth. Y'all got to let me say it. It's just 7.15. Y'all relax. He says you abode not in truth. A little different. You stayed not in truth. Neil, help me out. If they stayed not in truth, does that not mean that they were in the truth once? Somebody help my help, somebody help my 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 literature, my grammar, my my reading comprehension. Make sure I'm not crazy. You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and stayed not in the truth. I know if I stayed not at home. I'm trying to help you. If I stayed not at home, that, mean, that means you were home earlier. Does it not? Am I crazy? 
You know, sometimes on Saturday they say, why'd you do this week? I stayed home. This weekend, yesterday, I usually stay home on Saturday. This weekend I stayed not at home. (laughs) Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. Listen, I'm telling you where that, that lying spirit comes from and how it got here. For he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth and you believe not, which I've convinces me of sin, and if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God hears God's words. Shall we not wealth that you are a Samaritan and have a devil. Back up. I lost a verse somewhere. Which of you convinces me of sin? For I say the truth. Why do you not believe me? He that is of God hears God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. And then he answered the Jews and said to them, Say we, say we not well that you are a Samaritan and have a devil. And Jesus answered them, I am not a devil, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Now let me cap something in these last few sentences. He said, you're of the father of the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning because he didn't abide, he didn't stay in the truth. And the tr- because the truth was not in him. And he said, you hear not the truth because. Or you don't, you don't believe me because. Now I'm going to talk to you about something that's going to rattle some cages. You do not believe, Jesus is the speaker. You do not believe me because. You've not received the truth. You know what he's addressing? Literally, you don't believe you're losing out. You don't. He's a, he, he is addressing, yeah, but. He said, you don't hear, you don't believe me. You don't know about me. You don't know God because you won't hear my word. Everything that the Pharisees said when Jesus said who I am, they would come back at him and say, who'd you, who, who's your father? Where'd you come from? It is the yeah, buts. That is when you say the word of God says, and you say, I know, yeah, but. He said, you don't know me. And the reason you don't know me is you've rejected the truth. You've rejected my word. If you hear my words and abide in them, you're my disciple indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And whom the Son is set free is free indeed. All it takes for a lying spirit to take hold and destroy you is simple. It's to not have the truth 
or to reject the truth or to alter the truth. There's no truth that is of a lie. Church, when it comes to the things of God, it's not a little bit wrong when somebody alters it. It's completely wrong. How have we got so far that we're powerless, that the church is in the condition? Listen, I'm not, we're, we're being fed here. I'm talking, when I'm talking about the church in that context, I'm talking about what we're seeing all over the world and where's the church. I believe the time is coming and changing quickly. The, the hour is late and the, and, the, and the time is dark and the shadows are getting long. You know what's getting, who was it that said it? I can't remember now. It says, you know it's getting close to the end of the day when small men cast long shadows. And there's a lot of small men right now. It's casting long shadows. See, long shadows makes them look bigger than they are. But it's just late in the day. Tell me, if you don't believe, where's the, where's the voices that are thundering, thus saith the Lord in the world today? Where are they? They're coming. Do you know they're coming? They're coming. God's going to have a people. God's going to have a church. He's going to have, Jesus is going to have a bride. Powerful. There's people been trying to convince me that God's not going to move again, that it's already happened. I say that doesn't, that doesn't fit what the Word of God says, and it doesn't fit what it says about the time before it's coming. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit what he says he's coming for. I believe he's moving in the earth today as, the, as uh, well, I know he is. Here's what I know. Here's why I can say it. How many of you know that Satan's having a field day right now? And iniquity is abounding. I'm glad that I can say that iniquity abounds. You know why? Because then I, I'm reminded that Paul wrote to the Roman church. He said that where iniquity does abound, grace does much more abound. All he needs to work big is to have big things to work with. The voices are coming. All the cheap junk, oh, it'll still be there. But there's coming men and women of God that are going to thunder truth from the pulpits of the world. And, the and just like when Jesus stood before the Pharisees, it says there were Jews among them. It says when they heard it, they, I try to stop. Do you understand that the Pharisees heard what he said? The Pharisees, the audience, they heard what he said. But it says the Jews, some of the Jews, when they heard it, they all, all of their ears functioned properly. They all heard the words. But some of them heard the truth. When they heard it, they believed. That's why Isaiah said, and Paul wrote it as written in Romans, how beautiful. 
How beautiful are the feet upon the mountains that them that bear. He said, how will they believe if no one's told them they hadn't heard? How will they hear without a preacher? And how will he go unless he's sent? Let the cheap stuff happen. But the truth is coming. And people will hear. Your family will hear. That voice. There's going to be voices that will speak to millions. And people will hear. There's going to be voices that speak truth to one to one to one you may be a voice to one and they hear when they hear they'll believe 